3: Barrick BMW has a range of re-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BarrickBMW.com.au Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it. And deliver. RobotBuildingSupplies.com.au Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Save now on ready-made speaker sets. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy.
4: Uh, g'day, everybody. Welcome to the show. Joy to be here today, this Friday afternoon, alongside the captain of Australia, Andrew Gaze. Thank Good you. afternoon to you, superstar. Good
2: afternoon to you. And what a unbelievable environment we get to it's work in here today. It's just
4: extraordinary what we are greeted by. You drive out to Kielba which you know is on the in, the inner west, and you come out here, sunshine, exactly. And then you head into the Kielba Hotel, which yep. you know, we've all been to at various stages of our lives. You walk in here; it is like as it's like a Disneyland for sports bar fans. It
2: is incredible. If
4: you love a good sports bar, yep. this renovated sports bar here at the Kielba Hotel is just a playground for uh, the types of activities mm. that one uh, enjoys in well, and an establishment like this. It's every it, The screen they've got here that's got three mm. compartments to the screen, if you like, it, it's the
2: most incredible thing I've ever Very seen. Very up to date. And what it is, Andy, usually when you come into an establishment in the big screen uh, arrangement, you're usually running with some type of projector Type no. arrangement here, no, this sir. thing here, what has is it has pixels if it's... all over the place, <laughs> right. and it's just sharp, even when you're up nice and close. We are so close, I can touch it. Well, that's this yeah. is just incredible. there's no fuzziness, <laughs> no. it is crystal clear. True, that true. That so, we mm. are coming to you today from the Kielba
4: Hotel, uh, and it's a joy to be here. We're going to be here till 5 30 this afternoon. So, you, if you're in the neighborhood. Uh, Come along. You might want to give. You might want to give.
2: Keefe is just. My old
4: old mate on chair uh, number three is having a kip, Uh, so hopefully he'll wake up at some stage (laughs) this afternoon. Well, hopefully he's having a kip anyway. Hopefully he's just having a snooze.
2: No, no, he's just having a little. Probably a weekend at (laughs) Bernie's type activity. (laughs) (laughs) What what it is, Andy, is that (laughs) we're a big ticket item.
3: Uh, Sorry, who is, Sunshine. Who? We are,
2: and who? I think what had happened with old mate and the Rex Hunt, <laughs> what he's doing <laughs> is that he is uh, assumed. I think he had to queue up for tickets. Oh he was, right, up at he was here at four early. in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's just—it's just got the better of him. It's like uh, the, the
4: the I reckon <laughs> down here, it's a beautiful setup. Mm, um, amazing.
2: They've How got about the, front, the food.
4: No, wait on. They've oh, got okay. the front row of the plush, yeah. sort of um, armchair type arrangements.
2: Mm.
4: I reckon there'd be a pecking order.
2: Yeah, down here, regulars,
4: and you'd know who is. You know, if you're a young buck coming down here, of course. You know, a couple of the young boys come down. You'd probably know not to take the front row because you know some of the old timers who've been coming here for a while. Correct. They have got the uh, sort of (laughs) VIP type claim. Yes. In fact, there's a question for you. One three hundred seven three six (laughs) seven three six. Yes. Have you ever perched into a (laughs) chair in a bar? Yes. uh, Thinking, well, this is public. It's a public uh, establishment. Anyone can sit wherever you like. Well. only to be asked to move because that is
2: somebody's chair. And we've got to do the walk of shame. Yes. Well, I had to do the walk of shame the very first flight I took with the San Antonio oh, Spurs. Oh, this is outstanding. Because I'm up the front. And what it is, when you're on a uh, especially built plane for your team, yes, please. the front, the pointy end oh. players, middle section coaches, and up the back, they've got admin, and media. Yes, please. Local media yes, that uh, travel. Yes. So I don't, I'm do don't completely unaware of what arrangements are there in this very, very luxurious, pointy end that yes. they have. So I, because I'm conscious about time and I didn't want to make sure, I'm, I'm there but first.
4: You, but you're also the captain of Australia, so well, you feel like you can sit wherever you like. Well, well, Martin Guptill's <laughs> listening to this, by the way, so we'll, we'll, we might ask Marty well, in a minute the... whether he's had any of these sorts of
2: uh, <laughs> uh, <types> experiences. Of... <laughs> well, yes. up the front of the bus, so I take... Well, here's a here's a seat, oh, and I jump into it. <laughs> and as the uh, more experienced lads join the the uh, aircraft, that um, hey junior, hey hey rookie, that's five O seat, <laughs> five O. We got police coming. What's going on? Well, who's fight? Five- David Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Big Dave's. There's now there's no name. It doesn't. There's no badge but on but it that it everyone. Says, no, da- everyone knows. Well, I didn't. Even my first knows, time. Everyone knows. So uh, Big hey, Will Padu uh, just said, "Hey, uh, young fella." Out to go. Uh, See the back section of this section? That's where you belong.
4: (laughs) Feel good Friday for Zambrero. Grab the latest uh, and best burritos in town at Zambrero. We are at the Kielba Hotel. We'll tell you what they're offering, particularly from a World Cup perspective in a moment. But great news for the BBL. Mm. One of the finest, most dangerous top-order batters in short-form cricket for a very, very long time is Martin Guptill, and he has uh, uh, been announced today, is joining the Melbourne Renegades. And the great uh, Kiwi has been good enough to join us on wow. the show. Hey, Martin, thanks for joining us on the program. Great to have your company.
5: Uh, thanks for having me, guys.
4: Hey, in the early days of your international career with uh, with New Zealand uh, or any of the kind of franchise teams that you played at, have you ever, before we get into you know what, what you're doing now, have you ever had any moments where... Uh, excuse me, that's Richard Hadley's chair
5: or can you just <laughs> yes. move out of there? That's Stephen, On your way. That's Stephen yep.
4: Fleming's chair. Have <laughs> yes. you had any of those sort of type of uh, experiences?
5: No, I guess I was lucky enough that I was played uh, with enough old guys in the, in the Auckland set-up before <laughs> right. going to New Zealand that you, you learn to, uh, as, as a young bloke, you, you sit back and watch and um, take a seat when there's one free rather than just going straight in and, and taking a seat. So uh, I sort of knew how it all worked. Mm.
4: Well, it's good to see you back in the BBL, mate. It's been a while. Um, ha- how, did it, uh, how did it come about that you joined the Renegades?
5: Well, we just had a, had a wee offer to see if I was available um, to come and play. And uh, it was something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I've had to turn down a few contracts over the years, um, you know, just because playing for New Zealand. And now that I'm sort of, I guess, on the outer with the, with the New Zealand team, it felt like the right time to, um, to sort of pursue it and, and have a crack at the Big Bash.
2: Hey Martin, just on that because we see that there are alternatives popping up and in particular the South African competition that's coming in, was it a a competitive thing? How does it work with all the other leagues going around and you trying to figure out your own individual schedule?
5: Yeah, well we actually only had um, sort of the big big bash um, come to us and and look, it was was a tough decision to um, sort of do what I did but um, you know the point I am in my career, I feel like it's the right move for, for myself and my family uh, moving forward.
4: So how much of the tournament are you going to be playing, Martin? Will you be here right from day one, or is it a is it a partial contract? How's it going to work for you?
5: Um, most of the competition. So I get in just after Christmas um, and then play right through to the end. So okay. the first four games. And
4: have you, like the Renegade squad, have you had a look at it? Have you played any franchise cricket? Any international cricket with any of the fellows that are um, going to be wearing the red shirt with you?
5: Yeah, I played with Sean Marsh at the IPL in 2017 and you know, formed quite a good uh, relationship with Aaron Finch over the years, playing against them and things like that. Now, uh, unfortunately, our wives have got bonded very well over um, shopping yeah. trips, so that, that's <laughs> right. a real dangerous thing to, to be getting involved with. But uh, no, we've got a great relationship with him as well, so it's, um, it's going to be good fun.
4: You've been around for a long time uh, at the level, and you've been—you know—you played some really important cricket for your country. Uh, Thirty-six, I think you might be now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but ha- how w- the the landscape that Gazy just mentioned, Martin, with mm. the leagues all over the place, um, does it breathe life into the veteran stages of a career like yours? Is the the advent of these T20 leagues is it actually expanding careers? When I think what we thought Twenty Twenty cricket was going to do was probably end careers a bit earlier when, when it was first, um, when the game was first invented?
5: I'll, I'll just start off by adding that I'm 36 years young. So, uh, thank you, thank nice? you. No, no, uh, nice word nice. from you.
0: Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I,
5: I guess I was lucky enough to have started my <laughs> professional career when T20 was just kicking off in New Zealand. So, you know, it, it sort of I guess in a way it extends careers a wee bit um, yeah. you know, when you get that little bit uh, you know, towards the end of your career, um, the shorter form, you know, you're not standing around the field all day, you're a little bit less sore um, at the end of T20s than you are say, at a four day, five day game or even a one day game as well. So you know, it can actually extend um, careers just that little bit longer.
2: It can, and what do you make, just on, a, on the broader picture of the pool now, with all the money that's coming into the T20 environment and all the leagues that are going on, and in particular, private ownership, mm. uh, do, do you think that, that ultimately you see that it's going to come to a point where, uh, the, and it already is with making some tough decisions, but perhaps because of the money involved, that it, it might diminish players' decision-making when it comes to their national teams?
5: Well, it could in time, um, but the, the beauty about it is we don't know until um, stuff starts happening. I guess so. I, I, th- I still think that the pull of playing for your country and representing your country at the highest level is it still has, has enough pull to um, to be able to you know, keep keep guys there um, for long periods of time. And I think, especially for the younger guys, they still want that. Um, so who knows? You know, 10 years down the track, maybe, uh, maybe five years. But who, who actually knows? You know, until it starts happening, um, guys will be you know, representing countries.
2: And what about the, the whole situation with scheduling? Uh, Glenn Maxwell copped a bit of a, uh, a bit yeah, of criticism yeah,
5: yeah,
4: yeah. following
2: yep. uh, the, yep. the T20 and some of his comments that they were a little dismissive uh, by thought to be a little bit dismissive by some. Do, do, is there significant issues with the, the way in which the scheduling is with, of those national programs and trying to fit it all in for the players?
5: Oh, There's no doubt that the, there is a lot more cricket being played these days. Um, you know, you can see around the around the world now, I mean, India's here at the moment playing and um, they're resting a lot of their top players. And I think that moving forward, if there is going to be that amount of cricket, then there will be a lot of resting from, from guys who are playing all three formats. So um, it is just one of those things that's part and parcel. The game's moving forward and there's a lot more cricket being played, especially leading into a World Cup next year. So, um, you know, there could just be... Um, you know, players choosing uh, which um, which tours that they want to go on and resting for some. Mm. Talking to
4: Martin Guptill, New Zealand great who's joined the Melbourne Renegades. Have you ever felt yourself, can you remember a game or, you know, a phase within a game where you've been, it's in a really busy stretch of play and you've been playing a lot of cricket over a, over, over that particular period of time when you've you have felt your energy levels particularly low and you've, kind of been drifting a little bit. Martin, can you remember a time you know in your career, whether it be playing for New Zealand or you know one of the league teams, that, that you've kind of been, not checking out while you've been out there, but really struggling for the kind of appropriate levels of motivation?
2: Not
5: too bad, to be honest. I think there has been times when you do feel quite tired and things like that and games take it out of you a bit more. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all professionals and we're all out there yeah. to do a job, so... The motivation is always there, um, you know, especially when you're playing for your country. You, you don't want to let your, you know, your friends, your family, the, the mates you're playing with out the middle down. So you're always putting your best foot forward when you're representing your country. And looking, just before we let you go,
4: looking back at the, um, mm. the T20 World Cup, um, reflections on New Zealand's performance through the tournament. The hopes were particularly high there for a while. Um, how, do you, how did you assess the, the team's uh, transit through that tournament?
5: In fact, we actually played some really good cricket. Um, you know, we let, unfortunately, we probably played our worst game and the most important one that we played, yeah. to be honest. But, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, can, that can happen. You've got to give credit to Pakistan. They played extremely well in that semi-final and really took the game away from us. But uh, you know, I think overall, we played some good cricket and you know, once again, we just sort of stumbled when, uh, when it mattered the most.
4: Well mate we't can't, can't wait to see you in the nah, round, as I sure. said. I think it was what was it about 2012-13? I reckon it was probably about 10 yeah, years ago 10 when years you were playing ago. for it's the that Sydney, long. 10 years ago we were playing for the Sydney Thunder, yeah. and we get to see Jeez. you all, all these years later.
5: Yeah, I know, I can't wait, mate. It's going to be good fun.
4: Good on you, mate. We, yes. uh, we It's, a, it's a, something we look forward to every single summer over here in Australia, and it's a better competition with players like you in it, Martin. Thanks for joining. us Good luck, mate.
5: Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me.
4: Thanks, Martin to veteran, New Zealand great, 36 nice. years young, good man. Yes. Had an accident as a kid oh. and lost uh, three toes on his foot. Wow. On his left foot, I reckon he's only got, he got the big toe and two others left behind. Oh, crikey. Might have been a, uh, some sort of uh, mm. mechanical type arrangement where uh, the
2: thing hit his, good, his young foot and he lost yeah. a couple of toes, Keith. Well, it hasn't seemed to affect his balance all Certainly,
4: that much. No, no, no. When he gets on the front foot, he gives it a nice off rushing. Don't you worry about that. So, <laughs> uh, eight Melbourne Renegades memberships and tickets are on sale now. For, it's BBL Jeez. 12. Give him a call, 1300 mm. Renegades. So, when you do, when you do Renegades, you've got yep. to, the numbers on the phone have got to correspond to those letters. It's
2: a lot of numbers That's you've a got lot to punch. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> Shorts, that
4: 1-300-Renegades. No, right? no, it could have been just Gates, shouldn't it? Yeah. They should have cut it down a bit shorter. 1-300-Renegades or head to the club's website for full details. Well, Not easy
2: if you stars. 1-3 stars. Or Gates. Or Gates, Thank yes. you.
4: Thank you very much. Make sure you... Thank you. <laughs> There's also a Black Friday sale on Monday. 20% off tickets oh. for the first home game, which That's is nice. December 18 versus the Thunder at Marvel Stadium. So there you go. Very nice. JJ's going to be
2: joining us down here. We are at the Kioba Hotel. Talk about value. When you talk about discounts, and we've got the, uh, the Americanisms coming into Australia with the uh, Black Friday situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, keeps awake too, by the way. Mate, uh, NBA, 50% off leap pass right now. Jumping on, so if you basketball, are they fan,
4: advertising on our radio station? We
2: ran a competition for it. Oh, they we did indeed. Yes, we did. So i am just trying to. Nice uh, work This for is called you. value adding. That's a very nice work for And you. because of fifty percent off, I think it's uh, NBA Fitty. You just punch in on the checkout. Oh, nice. Half price. <laughs> nice, nice work. Very nice. Nice work.
4: Are uh, we going to break you out of the way here? It is uh, Feel Good Friday for Zambrero. Grab the latest bruto. In town at Zambrero. Tradies there, of course, for the Ace Gutters organisation, Australia Made, built to us. We are down here at the Kealba Hotel. Delightful. Doors are open mm-hmm. 24-7 during the World Cup. 24-7, serving food all the way up until at 6 a.m. No in the morning. No need to have locks on the doors. 24 just hours a day. A day, seven days a week. So mm. if you want to come down and watch the World Cup...
2: It was jumping the other day. Who oh, was playing? Was the Australian Maddie, team playing? I Maddie, think Matty said m- it was just going... When Australia
4: here. played in the Rugby League World Cup against Samoa, yep. standing room only, mm-hmm. and the Samoan supporters brought joy and happiness,
2: and a bit of culture too. They, no, they're, 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 that's, they enjoyed songs, the, and, enjoyed the
4: festivities, yep. uh, looked after themselves, right. and, you know, enjoyed uh, bending the arm yep. and having a good old time. So, <laughs> right. uh, old mate in seat three's <laughs> gone back to sleep. So he woke up momentarily, <laughs> but he's just nodded off again. So uh, he's having an absolute ball. Come on down to the Cowboy Hotel. We're down here until 5.30. We're here for robot building supplies. It's all right. Berwick BMW. got
2: three more hours to <laughs> try and figure it out. <laughs> we'll get him up and about. Don't and worry about that. Again... Wait till we start giving away these $50 vouchers. Eyes might... Then he might pop no, up. No,
4: his eyes have just opened up, so we've got him back. <laughs> uh, and Sonos, of course, uh, easier to set oh, up. Yes. Game-changing sound this
2: festive I've season. have seven and a half grand <laughs> worth of $50 vouchers here. <laughs>
4: you might want to come down. You'd be stiff to miss out. Uh, magnificent to be <laughs> oh, with you. This Friday afternoon from the (laughs) Kielba Hotel. Hey, Keith, there's a uh, community service announcement that we've... uh, Tom and Maddie, the proprietors Mm -hmm. of the establishment down here, have just asked us to pass on. Yes. Uh, With the great support of the magnificent people from a great northern uh, brewing company, there's 100 beers free on the tabby. So if you're after a lager...
2: No, no, one per... Yeah,
4: they've got 100 beers to give away. Well, no, not asking one person's going to go and get 100 pots.
2: Well, there's
4: the 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 next 100 beers that you go and ask for. You blokes down on table 11, there's some free beers to be got, lads. So there's 100 beers on the uh, (laughs) on the bar. So if you want a beer right now, nick in, and the next 100 beers. Ah, uh, free of charge. So, yep. uh, listen, there
2: One per customer, though. Yeah, you can't ask for a hundred. No, just don't get one each. And that's once right. we're up
4: to hundred, then mm. you're done.
2: That's correct. Which is an
4: excellent uh, piece of. Uh, uh, a bu- and hey, feel free to come in and,
2: and say good day, and have a, a brewsku on us. Uh, on us for the first hunch, if you put well, that right, first yeah. hunch. Well, that's right. not on us. No, not on us. Well, come well, on. We're the us. mouthpiece
4: for the organisation. Yeah. So,
2: um, but Andy, just uh, quickly before we get moving on, just well, we some sad news on. today. We in, are moving on. Some sad news today in NBL uh, circles, in that James Duncan, the head coach of the oh, Brisbane Bullets, that he has been removed from his duties, and the uh, general manager Sam McKinnon is going to step in as the interim coach. I like to call him slamming Sam McKinnon. That is true. Yeah. And, uh, hang
4: on, hang on, hang on. Yes. So the coach has been given the kyber. Correct. And the general manager is going to be the interim coach. That's right.
2: Now, so unusual. usual? Well, it is. But if you go back to uh, arguably one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NBA in Greg Popovich, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened to him. I think it was in about 19, uh, ninety-six. That'll do. Something like that. That'll it was do. around yeah. there. We won't hold you to it, yep. Somewhere around that sort of uh, time frame where he uh, came into the Spurs organiser, he was the general manager, and he said, no, 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 on you go, uh, Bobby Hill, I think, was the coach at the time. Mm. Bob, you have a spell, I'm in. And uh, he took over as the head coach. So, so, so it's not unprecedented.
4: What? Sorry, what was Greg Pop? Was he general manager? Yeah. At, right, okay. general yep, manager, yep, 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 yep. or that type of has role. Has Sam McKinnon done any... Has he been... Um, has he, has, does he have any uh, coaching pedigree not,
2: at all? I mean, his playing career is a... a uh, an Olympian, two-time Olympian. No, I understand
4: all that. I'm asking about the coaching.
2: I'm not aware. He might have coached at the the NBL one level. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. But yep. he's been the general manager for a few years now, uh, and he's put this. He's been very instrumental in putting this team together. Did, did you see this coming? Uh, no, I saw that there was. I everyone was thinking that. The window we had with the FIBA break, which was uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, everyone thought, well, if you're going to do it, now's the time. But the Brisbane Bullets entered into that, and they came in winning a couple of games. They won a big game on the road to Tasmania, and they stuck with him. They had a, a loss on the weekend. Uh, and after that, they, I guess they just reached that, that point, which surprised me because if you're going to make a change, normally you've got a coaching waiting okay, we're going to make this change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the next guy we've done out We've prepared someone else. In you come. But now it's, it seems like there's this period they're going through, unless Sam has been um, motivated to, to continue on or Whoa. try to continue on. But uh, there there is a... An unusual set of circumstances, because the great Lennard Copeland was in Queensland yesterday, yeah, the and he home was of the at the facility, yes, uh, doing an, an interview with Rob Sibley, a former Melbourne of Tiger, yep. And they, he was actually talking to James Duncan. And as of lunchtime yesterday, James Duncan just finished a practice session, was talking to Lennard Copeland about the upcoming games this weekend, yes. And less than 12 hours after that conversation, he clearly had no indication. That what was about to come. Now he would have heard the rumor and the speculation, but a lot of coaches <laughs> go through that. And uh, just like that, bang—he's no longer—he's been moved on. So it oh, happened very is. swiftly, and it's—it's uh, it's, it's sad because James Duncan seemed like a really good man. He yep. was part of the Sydney Kings organisation when Will Weaver was the head coach. Don't give me the wind up.
4: Well, the music's starting, Brunson. Okay, we got the a heart. Up. We got the heart out. Haven't got a clock, right. so I don't know what the time is. Uh, but I I'll know the music. Um, the, the music's happening, and uh, yep. that means we're very close to 329. getting... 3.29. Thank you very much. Uh, tradies, our phrase guard, as Australia may built to last. Keep the texts coming on the 40 wins Tampa text line. Right. <laughs> okay, so, Debbie, <you're> with <laughs> us this Friday <laughs> afternoon, 11.16, SEM, The Run Home, Andrew Gaze. Andy Marr, and what a joy it is on this Friday afternoon down here at the Kielba Hotel. Delightful. To be joined by the one and only Joshua Jenkins. Big man. How lovely to see you. What's happening? I I still don't
2: entirely know why I'm here, but (laughs) here I am. We just want to be you to be part no, of the program. it's
4: because Keith's got to leave at about five o'clock, about, quarter, power, about quarter past five tonight. Big
2: game tonight. And, and, uh, Cairns Bands taking on the New Zealand Breakers. Two of the form teams. They are two of the form Second teams. Second v third on the ladder. Thank you.
4: We're just before the news, and I know you're a big hoops fan. Were you surprised by the uh,
6: Brisbane Bullets chain Very. of events? Well, no, I wasn't surprised he was, uh, James was let go.
2: Correct. Timing, though, surprising. I was
6: surprised. and Sam has put his rear end on the Bunsen burner. Oh,
2: as he was? Well,
6: so because he built the team. And now he's <laughs> saying, this bloke couldn't coach him. I'll coach them mm. myself. Mm. So if the results don't turn around, what happens to Sam? He has to go, right? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, well hang no,
4: on. No, because no, that does, that, one doesn't necessarily follow the other there. I well, would
6: think. have thought so. You guys are just being friendly because no. he's no. slamming Sam from your era. No, no it's, a, it's an no. emergency
4: arrangement, and Sorry. it's an interim arrangement. Correct. Oh, I don't,
6: but well, typically, no. uh, you find an interim coach, right? Uh, assistant coach, Peter yeah, Crawford, we're... Greg Vanderjack, Yes. Is it Vanderjack? That's Vanderjack right. up there. Um I thought one of those two boys might have stepped in.
4: Hey, I want to talk to you. We'll, we'll touch base point. on this. Uh, That's Nick Martin's going to join us in about five or six minutes. So let's get to a break in a moment. But I want to dive into this one a little bit uh, more deeply at some stage. Oh, so what's the Sydney Swans are doing from a draft perspective? Yes, I is heard
2: this on the radio this, today.
4: So explain to me. This is a fascination to me what the Swans are think- or trying to engineer mm. leading into this year's national
2: draft. Well, I heard it on the Pipe Show. I think it was. And uh, they're talking about... Making assessment of this year's draft mm-hmm. and where they're up with where they're at with their current list configuration, young, young list, very young list, and then uh, saying, "Well, next year's draft is where they want, they believe it's a deeper draft, yes, and that they want, and this year's one they're prepared and have actually put it on the table that they're prepared to offer up their picks." For this year, so for the right and, price, they got fourteen and seven, so, so handy sort of yeah, numbers. Good picks, good picks. So and and prepared to put them on the table to transfer them over. Perhaps there might be a player involved here or there, but also get a uh, uh, high-level picks next year. Mm. So it's a strategically an interesting one. You'd think if you got the top twenty picks from year to year, the depth might necessarily not be great. But you'd reckon the difference from one year to the next in that top 20. Yeah. To, to forecast, we were all geniuses in hindsight, but to forecast into the future, they must be very, very buoyant about what's going to happen next well, year. Well, that's,
6: that's what they do, though. The managers, you listen to them and they say, next year's draft, this year's draft. They rate them. Oh, I think it's a it's a bit of hogwash, isn't it? There's good players in every single draft. That's, well, it's certainly in the top 20, yeah. you would think. There yeah. might be a... No, but I... The, I think it's, it's it's borderline. I know they would run all sorts of algorithms and yeah. numbers, but it'd be borderline impossible to to say that you you're almost more of a sure thing to get someone yes. next year. Yes. If, you, if it was, if we're talking pick six or something, yes. it's a bit different. But maybe that's what they're trying to turn fourteen and seventeen into.
4: So, oh. so yeah. That's. I think that's that would be the plan. That would, no. would, would exactly. So you've got to try and do that. So you you those two for a big. You get a commitment, so, yeah, you get get a commitment from a
6: team next year that you think is going to be no good. You got to find someone who's got the differing view then, mm. because you're not going to. So you, you're not going to go to someone and say, "We'll give you fourteen, seventeen, in the weaker draft for a higher pick in the stronger draft." That's the offer, no, right? But I like, yes. I like, well, you're going to have to find someone who, who's got a different view who thinks, "Well, actually think this year's drafts better." Yes,
2: or it might be that they're. Their makeup of their players this year and the age profile of them Correct. is one where. But how, he, I don't see. I the, don't know how we can bring this all now. this group through because they're going to have a, another, well, at the very worst, a late pick next year. So mm. maybe they're just thinking that we're prepared to bundle them up for a really high pick because of our age profile as opposed to taking three. Two or three youngsters. youngsters. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: Maybe. And particularly when you've got a list that is skewed young like Sydney's list is.
6: that is and, yeah. if
4: and if they've got a view that next year, if we can turn 14 and 17 and trade it to a team that we think is going to be bottom four... Yeah. So you've got to roll the dice. There's a, there's a bit of dice rolling when it comes to that. And
6: that's what makes it interesting. Exactly.
4: And we know that if we do get... Uh, if we can turn 14 and 17 into, um, you know, four and 30, for example, next year, whatever, yeah. it, whatever yeah. it might look like mm-hmm. being... Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are eight players already, Project based on our projections, are going to be of the type of quality that we want. And if we can turn one of those two picks from this year's first round into one elite talent for next mm. year, oh, I love the idea of it. Now, they've got to get a buyer. So that's, you know... Yeah, that, that'll that, be that, tricky. That's the yeah. one. Oh, when,
6: when, yeah. You'd hey, love you know to what? know the timetable mm. on this because I would have thought... It's, yeah. I would have thought that mm. maybe you'd try and trade those for a 25-year-old player. Mm. That's what
2: I would have done. Mm. Well, Moser makes a good point off the temper text machine. These boys have missed a lot of footy so hard to gauge players as much as what it would be yeah, in I, previous That hasn't rung true for me. No. I reckon that's too, that wheel's sort of turning back Gone. To, yeah, a little bit. But the sample
4: size is small. There's still, something to, it. There's still yeah. something to that. But mm. um, that, that wheel's turning slightly back to you know the norm, I would have thought. Mm. But it's, a, it's really interesting. If you got a view on any of that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive a bit deeper into it later on in the show and have a chat about it all. FIFA World Cup update for Kraken, your secure crypto partner. Get in the game at kraken.com. Yes. Broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup, Qatar 2022. Mad if you don't come down here to the Kielba Hotel uh, to get your World Cup. uh, Doors are open the whole time, 24-7, every game live. I'll keep you over here, the Oasis fan. He reckoned, he's given it a thumbs up. He reckons it's good. Free
2: beer? He free, he's he his free, the
4: free. So There's, yeah, there you go. there's <laughs> one was, of the hundred
2: gone. There's uh, probably a few others that might have already uh, picked up the one beers. There go. Rob's got one over everywhere. There
4: on seat one beer. Uh, Uruguay zero, uh, South Korea nil, Portugal three, Ghana two, Brazil two, Serbia one, one. Yes. Uh, the overnight games. Have I missed a game there? There's uh, four games. I have missed a game over there. I've the gotcha. Cameroon played someone. Don't ask
6: A Rod, he's got no idea no, about no, the world. No, he's Cup. terrible. Cameroon
4: oh. got beaten as well. Gee, you're a lousy bloke. No. Looking yeah. forward
6: to tonight's games, of course. Wales
4: around, Qatar, Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador. The big one, tomorrow morning, six o'clock our time, England v USA. It'll oh, be yeah, humming massive. down here at Kiel. Oh, Kira. massive. And what about Ronaldo? Humming. He snagged one. He Did got he? A goal. Yeah. Got one Perny. Well done. Well done. Trade crypto with one of the world's most it? secure exchanges. No, so. Get in the game, Kraken.com. Broadcast sponsor of the mm. 2020 World Cup, uh, mm. uh, 2022 World Cup. Uh, Nick Martin's going to join us next. One of the success stories of 2022 of the Bombers. What's he working on? What's he looking mm. forward to? What are his focus points in the off season? Ask him Hugh all of that.
2: When he, oh, did he
4: what? started this
2: season, was oh, magnificent.
4: magnificent, superb. We'll talk to him about that as well on the other side. Get a little gems out
2: there.
4: Uh, 16 minutes to and four Josh. down here at the, at the Kielba Hotel. Uh, Josh Jenkins. Is, no, you're not going anywhere. Oh. One of the success stories for the Essendon Footy Club this year was Nick Martin. Uh, came in in round one off the um, SSP. Mm. and Mate, as you said, Keith, he made a, a, an immediate splash. He was
2: five in his... Six, uh, five, 27. Against gets, the the, Cats. gets against
4: Against Geelong, the, the eventual premier, of course. Played 21 games and now has got an AFL career in front of him and so much to look forward to. Nick Martin's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, mate, thanks for your time. Um, we really appreciate you joining us. At the end of the season, you go from, you know, a couple of years outside the system, you jump in, and then you have the year. How was the body and the energy levels at the end of um, your first season?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Um, yeah, by the end of the season, it is really taxing, on not only physically, but mentally. But, um, yeah, you know, you've got a good support base at the club and they help you through it with recovery, et cetera. And, um, it was taxing,
2: but I felt quite good by the end of it, but I was keen to get back to Perth and refresh a bit for the next season. Hey, Nick, uh, congratulations what you were able to do first up. And it was an unconventional... Well, one was actually... These days, it's not all nah, that unconventional, nah. but it was one where you had to have a bit of patience in order to get to the, that opportunity. Was there ever any doubt? Because you missed the draft. There was a few other supplementary drafts that uh, you didn't get a nibble on. Uh, and uh, But you, found you eventually found your way to the AFL. Was there a time there where you, you started to lose the faith?
0: Um, yeah, a little bit. It's definitely unique, my journey and how I got to the Bombers. But um, there's definitely a time where you sort of doubt whether you make it to the top level or not. But I think, um, personally for me, I just kept grinding and put
2: the head down. And um, The aspiration was always to get the AFL. I'm pretty grateful that Bombers took me. And and it was, and uh, like we said in the introduction, it was a fantastic debut you made. When you have a game like that, uh, do you start to think, geez, what's all the fuss about here? (laughs) This this is uh, just going along very nicely.
0: Yeah, I was probably thinking how easy is AFL, but um, I soon found out it's quite difficult. Um, Just one of those days, the ball bounces the right way. I was lucky enough to get in the end of
6: a couple. Nick, uh, Josh Jenkins here. Hope all's going well. Back at training, of course. The grueling pre-seasons. How have you presented yourself uh, back for training? You uh, run a personal best, which is important at this time of year. Yeah, it's definitely good to be back. Um, it's definitely itching for footy to come back, but um, the 2K hasn't
0: come out yet, which is, which is good. You always uh, defer it a couple of weeks, and the whole group's back.
6: Um, but we'll soon find out, I reckon. A brand-new coach, Brad Scott, of course, was a bit of an off-season of uh, turmoil. You're just trying to go about your business and uh, there's all sorts of things bit, flying bit around uh, at, at, at Bomberland. But what's it been like? Of course, uh, I don't know whether your entire group's back yet or whether it's just your first or fourth-year players, but what's it been like? A new environment, a new coach, a new game style and a new system. I imagine it's at this time of year when there are no games to win or to lose, it's, uh, it must be a pretty good feeling with a new coach and a new uh, new club, per se.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's quite exciting, um, for sure. I'm a bit naive about how the season will go, and with Brad on board, um, my short time with Brad, quite optimistic about how the season will plan out. Um, with Brad, he's got a great philosophy and about develop it, about development development, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about what the season will unfold.
2: And how much time do you actually get to spend with Brad? Is it, is it uh, an extensive process to build that relationship up?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brad's been involved with training and, and whatnot, but um, I think that relationship just builds over the whole year. I think um, you can't really build a relationship in two weeks or even pre-Christmas. Mm. So that relationship will continue to build and hopefully grow a strong bond with Brad.
4: Yeah, but Nick, when you find out you've got a new coach,
0: mm. you know,
4: so he's come on board. Do you find Do you find out from someone at the club? you know, what his phone number is, and do you send him a little text message? Congratulations, Brad. <laughs> Nick Martin here, looking forward to working with you. Do you send him a little text just to congratulate him on getting the job?
0: Yeah, I, I sent him a text, um, <laughs> sent a text. Got left on red, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I never seen the No, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, definitely send him a message and welcome him on board and um, just say how excited we are to, uh, to the future.
6: That's great. Uh, Brad will have his views, but Nick, t- tell us how you want to or how you are most comfortable playing your footy because you're very versatile. To me, you look like the absolute definition of a utility. You can play... 6'4". 6'4". You, pl- six, four. Six, four. you can play wing, half forward, you kicked a bag of five. You, you average 19 disposals a game when, you know, I don't know that you would have attended a centre bounce all year. So that's a good number for a player who's not in a lot of stoppages. You kicked almost a goal a game. What sort of a player, what sort of position do you want to play long-term? Yeah, I think uh, my
0: future is on a wing, I believe. Um, with the ability to go down forward and kick a couple goals, but I think my future lies on the wing and predominantly an outside player with a good engine and good running ability. So I think my future's there. and I can build on last season and just continue to improve. So do you have a focus point in amongst
4: all of the stuff you've got to do, but is there one area you're particularly focusing on
0: improving? Yeah, I think my ability to improve my contested ball. um, I think I'll just add another string to my bow and be a real damaging player if I can work on that and um, become an all-round player.
4: You, there was a story, I'm reading a story, Nick Martin's joined us on the show. I read a story about you when you first got listed by the Bombers and I, I can't remember who wrote it, so I apologise to the journal who wrote the feature, but in it um, you referred to yourself as an introvert and a thinker. You'd, uh, you'd been studying at university since missing out on your draft year. As it, is it, when you come into an AFL environment as a self-confessed introvert, mm. um, how do you find your way? How do you make your mark when you, when you get into... You know, what's a really competitive environment?
0: Yeah, well, I'm sort of typically a quiet sort of character. But um, I think as the year builds and you build more relationships with all the boys and friendships, um, you sort of come out of your shell a bit more. And when you play a lot of footy with these guys, you build a a good trust and a good friendship with them. Um, But that's just a challenge that I think some boys have to overcome, really, the sort of character they are. Mm. I think the... The best part is the place is really welcoming, so it quite it actually brings you out of your shell a bit more.
6: Yeah, good. Hey, Nick, a uh, serious one than a not-so-serious one. Michael Hurley's joined the, the coaching group, I believe, in uh, a role that I'm uh, keen for you to explain to us. And then eighth in the BNF, Gazi, that usually nice. comes springs with it, a little cash Ooh. injection. Oh, yeah. So, well, Nico, there was there a little bit extra coming in cash for finishing eighth in the BNF in your first season? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, none extra for eight. Uh, oh, what? what? Not, too, not too sure what these contracts
6: are, but they're not Who's mine. your manager? <laughs> Top 10? That's a little bump. Yeah, that's right, what thought. Mm. People getting paid
5: for 12. <laughs>
6: uh, but Michael Hurley, what's, what's his role? You know, a, a fan favourite and a club favourite, uh, one of the most beloved players around the group. Uh, what's his role look like on the coaching staff? Yeah, so Hell's, um it's good to
0: have Hells around the club still. Um he's such a great character and... Uh, very loved by the boys and also by the Essendon Faithful, but he's got to play a player welfare role and um, also play a player development role within the coaches. So he helps you with your skills, but he also helps you off-field as well, set up, set up your life um, after footy mm, a bit. Nice. Well,
4: mate, thanks for joining us. Good yes. luck for uh, the lead-up to Christmas. You'll get that base in, no doubt, and uh, then when you when you turn into the new year, it uh, it gets on you so quickly. Good luck for... Uh, season 2023 and uh, hopefully you build on what you're able to produce in your first season mate thanks for coming on the show
6: uh, my pleasure thanks to have me
4: you're a good well man. Done, Nick Nick Martin tax accountant AFL footballer introvert Serbia mm.
6: didn't score against Brazil too what did I say well your job is to get the scores right no 2-0
4: no you told me it was 1 no 2-0 no, you, you said it mate I said Brazil 2 Serbia and I didn't Tell have a number your written down. Mouth. yeah because you and said he... they scored
2: 1 well yeah, that's what you're getting all you all have yet, to do is go in and type World Cup in yeah, Google right. and bang. Well, for they're some reason, there.
4: I'd written down Brazil to Serbia and I didn't put a number alongside their name.
6: Zero. Mm-hmm. That's uh, So Serbia's zero. P's, mate. Preparation. Well, let's get to a break, shall we?
4: We are at... <laughs> and Josh Jenkins. We're at the Kielba Hotel. Magnificent. I don't know how many of the 100 free beers are still... None. Uh, they're all gone, are they? No, nah, they're are, gone. But the 100
2: like beers gone, are they?
4: They're already gone. Gee, that didn't last long.
2: Not what at all. They are very... Fantastic. Healthy, uh, <laughs>
4: down here, <near> this, <laughs> neck of the woods.
2: Yeah. No, and... That's, there's a lot of people in here Andy there's what no brand news, were they? no
4: doubt about it. Uh, Great Northern mm. Jason Scrivener leads the Australian PGA Championship wow. a lot of uh, people off the text, temper text asking uh, who's leading Scrivener at 10 under the card 65-67 leads the young Japanese Mashiro Kawamura Adam Cameron John and Cameron Smith Adam uh, Smith shoots 5 under lower. the second round he's better they're way better. Yeah. What's Adams?
6: Two or talk about. Oh, Scotty. Better.
4: No, Scotty was going no good early in his second round. He's about two or three oh. over. So I'll get back to you on that. But Cameron Smith, five hundred in his second round, tied for second at the moment through fourteen. So every chance Cam Smith will be a shot, or it may even be leading by the end of today's nice. play. So the superstar bringing his A game to Royal Queensland. There you go. Join in one Gee, Just before yep. you get a wriggle and on Josh. Here. a couple of uh, and Josh Jenkins. A couple of good players are going to miss the cut here. A couple of the big Europeans are Talk not going to... But one of the Hoy guards, he's going to miss the cut. Uh, Marcus, which one? Uh, one of them, Rasmus, I think. Uh, or the other one.
2: Is that the better one?
4: Yeah, one is better. One is slightly yeah, better. Yeah, one is slightly better than the mm. other one. I think Rasmus... Oh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, One of them is going to miss right. the cut anyway. Right. Um, Marcus Fraser, 72-70. The old boy just keeps on going. He's going to make the cut, which is fantastic. Well, is he? And our man, Jed Morgan, who was outside the cut line uh, when I last checked. Hang in there, ma-
6: listeners. His
4: mate... It's the PGA Championship of Australia. Oh, you're oh, a disgrace. Sorry. Oh, JJ? It is the PGA <laughs> Championship been at Royal Queensland. Cameron <laughs> Smith. Adam Adam Scott. Cameron, Scott, Cameron, Coast, Cameron
6: Smith. Smith. in Cam- the field. Australia's number one. Oh, I apologise. I sorry, I didn't have watching. Australia's oh, you're Ma- a
4: disgrace. Australia's number one sports person on the planet right now is pl- not golfer. Cam Smith. Not golfer, not golfer, sports person. Our premier sports person on planet Earth. Who? Right now is Cameron Smith. Mm. I thought you shelved him. No, what are you talking about? I thought you shelved him when he went to leave. No, 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 no. I got nothing against the players taking the money. Oh. Mate, you've missed the point.
6: Sorry. Um, I, he's don't think pl- he he's I think he has.
4: I think I've
2: sort of. He's, done it, with he's now nine
4: here. under the card. Uh, he's six <laughs> under for the round. Uh, he's in second place Fantastic. on the. Fantastic. Uh, and our man Jed Morgan, who's That's outside the, the cut line. Yep. Uh, has made deep. a birdie or two and is back inside mm. the cut. So come on, Jed, finish strong and away we go.
2: Well, when we're speaking of uh, Cameron Smith, is our best mm, sports yeah, person I, on the okay. planet? I know. I'm just surprised and he's, he's playing you're in
6: this tournament. Talking mm. positively about him because last time you and I were mm. worked together during the footy season, you you weren't.
4: No, no, I'm not talking. I'm not. I, I have issues with live.
2: Oh, but I'm I, not. I no issues with the play, players mm. taking the money. I see. A bit of oh, you, semantics, maybe. Well, that's there is a You sort of. Not, I'm sure
4: that if you think about it. If you apply your brain to what I'm saying, it's Whoa. not that semantic. No. It's not when that it gets, challenging well, for you. I think you'll be, no, you you be able to work your way I'm through it. No, I just... I think you can. you stick with me, I think you'll be able to work your way through it, Captain.
2: The, Captain of Australia. I'm, I'm with you. But the way Josh presented it... I understand. I will stand corrected. Just see how I he did, leaned forward at you then. I did sense over the last period, that there was a bit of disappointment in the well, actual athletes. Do I wish they didn't go? Yes. Yeah, of course I do. Okay. For so again. that's it. Okay. There was... I'll
4: say that a thousand times.
2: Yes. Well, I wish well, it... That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why you can appreciate and perhaps excuse us for under. Now that you've cleared it up, okay, you are on board. <laughs> not but...
4: It's not that difficult.
2: No, but but there is a clear... I, I thought it was pretty clear that the, the, there was a level of angst towards the players that you were... Oh, that you were uh, that would suggest that perhaps you might have gone off them a little bit. That's all.
4: Well, that... no, the the deeds mm. that they achieve mm. on the live tour mm. are a diminished achievement, in my opinion, compared to what you do on the major tours on planet of course. Earth. Oh, so you agree with that? But still, oh, that's right all now, I'm talking still about. Still playing the mm. same
6: sport, right? Mm.
4: Well, yeah, in a slightly modified so, format. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
6: Mm.
2: But anyway, yeah. Uh, And this goes to, I guess, but the but for plenty of dough. Th- this goes to, I think, uh, another issue that's popped up, and yes, it comes down to what we saw in the World Cup and Australia's first performance, and following that performance. Uh, a renowned uh, commentator, Peter Fitzsimons, and my, might I also add, a very elite athlete in his day as well. Yes. He came out and he expressed a view which I thought uh, a lot of people were expressing on Twitter. And that was that, uh, in fact, he tweeted, your Mark, on, on Twitter, oh. and then he, he oh. backed that up um, by uh, alluding to the fact that perhaps they were a bit timid that they weren't attacking it and he wanted to see a little bit more of an aggressive brand of football. Now, I'm paraphrasing yeah, 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 here, sure. but, yeah, but that's a of,
3: yeah, yeah. That, broader that
2: a, yeah. sort of sense of what he was uh, trying to suggest. Well, Simon Hill and has come out Our very own. and just been very aggressive in the comeback Ooh. against uh, Peter Fitzsimons and questioning uh, about his... Uh, knowledge of the game Ooh, and how he's qualified. Sick of these people that don't have an intimate understanding of the game uh, having these points of view now. And I can get that because I understand why. If you if you think that someone hasn't played, maybe you don't think they have the full comprehensive knowledge. But here's the here's the kicker that really gets me. Yes. Because there are other experts, high quality John Aloisi type experts yes. saying. Maybe not the exact same thing, <laughs> right. but saying something very, very yeah, right. similar. Mark Bosnich was another yeah. one. When I was listening to the, con- uh, the uh, commentary, and maybe my ears deceived me, mm. saying something very similar. And we, in fact, came on on the next show said, gee whiz, I love the expert comments. They are fantastic. But to the untrained eye, there was nothing we could have done strategically that would have allowed us to win the game. We looked in a, a class course. well below. Of course we would. That, that all the strategy and the X's and O's and all that sort of stuff, yeah, okay, might have minimised the damage, so to speak. But to me, it wasn't going to have all that much of an impact. But here you have, I guess, football trying to protect their own in Simon Hill, who's the best in the business when it comes to the commentary. Yes. I love what he, Magnificent he, he operator. But I thought it was a little... A little harsh to be critical of, of Peter Fitzsimons and his take, given that other experts have said something very similar.
4: I, I, they're very protective, mm. I think. I, I think the, Who's the, they? the, the, the soccer inner soccer people, the, Football inner, people. Inner, the inner soccer commentary, cognoscenti, if you yeah. like, they are very protective. And I don't want to speak on behalf of Simon here, but I have mm. seen this, mm. and if you're not in and you're not of them you're and out. you mm. cast an opinion, uh, that you might get a slight turn of phrase, a bit off here, mm. or come at it from a slightly unsophisticated perspective. There, mm. they shelve you straight away. Well, you're not entitled to have the view. But, don't have the view. But you don't the same view the, You don't understand the. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying it. I'm not yeah. saying it. This right. is what they say. Oh, okay. This is what I believe. they it. Right. You are not entitled to have the view because you don't understand the intricate nature of the game the way we understand. Well,
6: it. can I? That may mm. be true. Uh, let's remember uh, Fitzsimons' first words or first sentence on his tweet was, I know nothing about this game. Mm. Right. What? Let, let me use this analogy. What if oh, yes. on Monday night yep. when you're coaching the Melbourne Tigers yep. and Andy Marr comes down and says... Casey, that offence that you're running yeah. mm. has got no chance of mm. succeeding. Yep. What are you going to say? I, I,
2: I, well, what I are think you say, there's Luke? always context, isn't there? Oh, no. And if he has just repeated <laughs> what Brian Gorge and Alan Westover and Lindsay Gaze have just said, then I'd say... Jeez, i don't like hearing it from andy because he <laughs> probably doesn't have the runs on the on the board but even if it's a reflection of what others are saying i don't think it's all that helpful to come back and and to because uh, we're all entitled to our opinion mm-hmm. and like he, he i wonder where he interesting. Go, it's is there any if you this background. is the words... this is what simon I hill said have thought so. if you're I a, gen- a personal thing nah. if you're a general sports writer shouldn't you have at least a working knowledge of the biggest game on the planet. Why are we still getting these sorts of analysis pieces on the biggest sporting event on the planet? Oh,
6: I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm fair. I reckon that's fair. Yeah, if, if, Because, you know yeah. what, and, I, and I'm guilty of this, becoming an expert when the World Cup turns up every four years. I don't watch any soccer mm-hmm. or football in between now and the next
2: World Cup, and then when it turns up, <laughs> you become an expert. <laughs> well, you don't have to have played at the absolute highest level. Of course not. In order to have a, a sound judgment of what's going you on. To, you have to... You have to watch Gee, it. P- of course. Peter well, FitzSimons is saying he doesn't watch it. No, Peter FitzSimons is repeating what the
4: other experts have said. Peter FitzSimons sends you one nice text message. And look at you going uh, to bat for him. I'm not going to... One into,
2: nice text message I'm not go, about what missing, you said about Gina Reinhart. And have about, a look at you now. Go into bat for Peter Fitzsimons. You're trying to turn this around. This Don't is a civil conversation. He's a
4: big man and he can look after himself.
2: And I'm not having boop, a crack boop. at all at Simon Hill. A little, all one, a little one. All I'm saying... A little one you are, I believe. Well, I'm defending the whole, this whole concept yeah. of individuals uh, not allowed to have an opinion. You know, or having an opinion they don't agree with. We saw it with Dean Vickerman, didn't we, recently? Where Corey Homicide is well qualified. This is true. This is very true. And he still had a crack
4: at it. You're coming out of the corner strongly here. You're on the ropes (laughs) and you've come out throwing a
2: few. And you're going quite nicely here. I'm just saying... Can I ask you two a question?
4: Just changing the subject ever so slightly. Okay. Mm. We've had the... um, uh, the NFL on today Thanksgiving Day over in the United States of America Turkey Day yeah arguably the their most sacred day even probably more sacred I'd say than it would be, yeah. more sacred yeah. than Christmas Day I yeah. think the Americans hold Thanksgiving dearer to their heart than, than Christmas yeah. Day I think they probably do Well it,
2: certainly it's 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 no le, it's no, mm. le, no less drop off. than
4: So so they mm. so they have uh, Christmas Day is the NBA's day yep. Thanksgiving Day the NFL play right, and they play 3 games back to back to back mm. yep. and it's beca- it's part of the festivities of yeah. the day. The whole thing. Good Friday falls in our uh, calendar in mm. the AFL. Now, we played two games in the AFL. We only played, two? I think it was only two, wasn't it? Yeah, we it, know, was a, it was to be correct, back to back. It was yeah, a mid afternoon yeah. and a yeah. night time. Is there room for another game? Can we, is there room to to, mm. to, to replicate what, um, being mindful of mm. you know the, the, yeah. the significance of the day and the sacred nature of the day and those who believe and all that sort mm. of stuff? But mm. is there room to? Can we can we add to the to the uh, festivities? Well, that's the celebration. Yeah, yeah. The 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 magnitude Mm. of the day, or something. Festivities feels like the wrong word, but but let let us use it for our inability to come up with a better word. Right. To to for for those who like to on it, be mindful of the day. And those. Yeah, that's
6: fine. Just just don't watch the footy. But just Mm. that's
4: right. But just make it even more of a celebration. Of footy. I mean, um, now that we're playing on Good Friday, that, mm-hmm. that's happened. So we're, we're in and footy's going to be played on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Can we have a third game? I think mean, we should have a third game on yeah. Good
6: Friday. Two good games is, mm. is still seven hours of content.
4: What do we have? North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs and well, West Coast the, Sydney the, the, last year. There might
6: in lie a, a problem. So, well, it It doesn't cyclical. seem to affect the NFL games because hmm. Detroit played. well, and that, played yep, well They played well, which is important. Well, uh, but they don't, mm. they don't, they don't always put on the blockbusters in the NFL on no, Thanksgiving. they like of, to put big time, like mm. a Dallas Cowboys or a Giants yeah, or so someone yeah, will play. Yep, yep. But they're, they're happy to put a, a Lions or a mm. you know a team who's not necessarily
2: box well, office. And I think that it's it's something that all sports are grappling with here in Australia, in particular, on those big days. And this year, for the first time, we're going to see a NBL game on Christmas Day. Yeah, Love Sydney it. Kings yep. playing Love it. Melbourne United now. There's reports coming out that they've already sold half the venue, so they've already sold over 5,000 tickets. I thought that there'd be this is it's perfect for television yeah, because yeah, as yeah. a basketball fan, Christmas Day you were up against nothing. Yeah. And come Christmas night, well, so what time's tip off? Is 7:30. Perfect. So it's in that you've had all the day to, to have your dinners, your lunches, and then you, you're up, there. Grandad,
4: wake up, granddad. Wake up, Up your pop. Are you calling start?
2: it? I am. Happy about that? I am. I'm, I'm rapt to be calling. I think that from a television perspective here in Australia, I think it's a potential winner. I was. I'm still it's really nervous map. about attendances and whether or not people would want to have their lunch, have their mid-afternoon, and they say, okay, let's trot off to, to the hoops and, and watch some basketball in person on Christmas Day. Mm, now, mm. there's no problems about that in, in the United States. They have, I think their game, they've got a bunch of games that start, it's wall-to-wall. It starts at like yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 o'clock. All day. It's unbelievable. Uh, on, on the East Coast, it's which is 9 o'clock on the West Coast. Yeah. So you're getting up at from 9 yeah, until nights. 11 at night. Yeah. It's Wall to wall NBA games. It's one of the biggest well, it's a, it's days. It's a privilege to play for those guys. It's, it's huge. Now it wasn't always the case. They used to only have a couple of games, mm. but now it's become this status symbol that if you get a Christmas Day game, mm. that it's a big time uh, deal. And this the eyeballs, are, as I understand it, outside of the, the the finals, is one of the. It is the most people, watched games. People will watch.
6: Uh, this NBL game on Christmas Day. That don't watch basketball. very oh, Of course very often. they will. Oh, no, no, there's no doubt to nothing that. else to watch.
4: Well, how long until cricket jump in? Well, they uh, should have jumped it, are first. Are they the icebreaker? Is the bar? Is the, the icebreaker? You watch cricket jump in now. The ratings will be. I don't. Do we mm. even take ratings on Chris? I don't know what. But we'll get it. We'll get an idea of mm. the interest. Will be huge. It will be off the charts, and it'll take less than twelve. And our man's to...
6: in the spotlight, so don't stuff it
2: up. No, well, in fact,
4: I... you'll be you. This will be the biggest game you ever probably That's broadcast. That's right. <laughs> no, we'll... this is this I is a have... real
2: uh, a fork have...
6: in the road for the Australian basketball. The local league—it's made a resurgence. Yeah. All eyes will be on. Don't. Don't, don't stuff
4: hey, we, up.
2: All we can do is our best. But I think... No, I we think need just more than be mindful than that. of the, broad... the
4: day. Be mindful of the day. Get your words right. We I need know, more than your
2: best. Sometimes it can be a bit... Stumbly. A bit clumsy. I understand. You know?
4: Get your words right. You try. Is it? You try. Try not to site? upset and uh, up offend people.
2: I, I don't, actually don't know who <laughs> else is... Uh, I'd assume not it'd not be Jack no, He didn't even
4: ask for the team. Mate, It's we've got it, weeks. Who am I calling with? The boss says, "I don't know, Keith. Would you like to do Christmas Day? It's a big day for us. Yes, yes. The next question is, who am I doing it with?
2: Mate, we've got such an elite he team. I'm happy it. to work with whoever, whoever else is I want It would be nice. It's all Iguodala about it. would be nice. I'm a tree, be it's there. all about me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Will you be watching it? So it's getting close now. What is it? The 25th of November. Are you going to be making a part of your Christmas Day? One three hundred I don't think you
2: make it part of your Christmas Day. Why yet. Not? I think what it is is that is it's that." It's on chance to catch those well, non-basketball got, fans that are just there's not a lot. I would have played it earlier. I would have played it at four o'clock. Yeah, Oregon. I think really. They, they,
6: yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I would have
4: played
2: nah, it. Nah, people earlier. are still having their lunches. They're getting nah, five, Christmas lunches. Big Five, five thirty. Five thirty tip off. I, I. Yeah. In I don't
4: between, know. and then you, at halftime. You go and get your cold nah. cuts. Nah. Away you go. They crash at eight thirty. Oh, Christmas yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, no, you hit the wall. Cheese no. your commentary better be good. Yeah, I know. Keep oh, have I,
2: no. no, I got a few zingers just lined up. One
4: Are You going to watch it? <laughs> I'd love zings. to run them past us. No. Hey, Sam, your man Sam and Slee McKinnon is going to join us on the other break on the other side the of the new break head coach to... of the prison yeah, Exactly. And GM.
2: You going to be doing interim? Uh, I think do you have to use the interim HC head coach? So we can't take some calls right now.
4: So send through oh. your text. Why not? because we're speaking to Sam McKinnon on the other oh, side of. The oh, I thought 7- there was a
2: technical issue. 1- 1307. No, Century. Oh,
4: well, 3- right 3- I 16 <laughs> Send through your 40 wings temper texts. Just give us a sense whether yes or no. Oh, it's coming through. Whether you'll be watching the basketball on Christmas Day. How
2: can you play sports on Christmas Day? There How you go. You? Christmas yeah. NBA is great. Boys Thanksgiving on? is not a religious event. Good Friday is religious. That That's well, for, for some people, fully aware of all of yeah. that. For some people,
4: yeah, for some people, yeah, that is quite. That, that never lose sight of that fact. Good on
2: you, Jenkins. What about the stadium workers that already work seven days a week for peanuts? Oh, Give us a spell. Triple they time, right? triple time and a half. I reckon. Don't forget, tune into the show. Have to work. Listen to this.
4: Tune into the well, show well, next week well, for your chance to win a phenomenal. And I say the word phenomenal, understanding the meaning of that right. word. Right. F- and so I'm not using it flagrantly. As
2: phenomenal is this joint here? In- the-
4: well, in- in- well, well, yes. This is phenomenal. Yes. A phenomenal. As King- phenomenal as those TV screens. No, they are truly phenomenal. Right. A phenomenal King Island golf experience. That is mm, phenomenal. A bit sad about there We it? are at the Kielba Hotel. World Cup. If you want to watch a World Cup match, this is the place to come. Jump in one what of the, the NBL? Companies-
2: they have the NBL Yeah, but on they're here. open
4: all day long, all oh, night didn't get long. did the sort <laughs> of no, they
2: do get for the, the World MBL Cup. On so here. you want
4: to come down here? The doors are open. They're cooking food till six o'clock in the morning. So come on down, have a feed. Have a pot. Cairns, New Zealand will be on
2: the screens here. World
4: Cup. We're Tonight. Talking, we're talking about a major event, the World Cup, not some provincial no, basketball. No, but we're here for sure. everyone
2: here. This joint's here for... That's the very... Rod. Hey, Andy, so, before we get to Sam McKinnon, just, to join us, just yeah. uh, off the temper text machine, mm-hmm. with your comment that uh, Cam Smith was the Australia's number one athlete in the world mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Very strong feedback. Male, male athlete. Well, you didn't say you that. You didn't say male. Did I not say that? Very oh, strong say, feedback. Say, yep offering uh, Sam Kerr yep, no, of as, uh, as the number one yep. Australian athlete well, in the world no, right we now, on this, the world stage.
4: We actually had this conversation. No, that's a very good point. If I didn't say male, I apologise. I'm pretty sure you didn't. I meant to. We mm. had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. We did. On this very show. We did mm. the top five Australian sports we people did. on planet Earth right now. And mm. Cam Smith was the only man the yes, other four they were. in the top five were, were women. Right, I can't, I can't remember. remember who they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I go through my bookie. I reckon be there here was somewhere.
4: there might have been Ariane Titmus, Sam, yes. Sam Kerr, Ariane Titmus, uh, 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 Steph Gilmore. Yes, and definitely. Might, yeah, I can't Steph. Anyway, we'll get we'll get back to that a bit mm. later on. Sam McKinnon is the the general manager mm. of the Brisbane Bullets up until about eighteen hours ago. <laughs> he, oh, so I presume, Sam, you still are the general manager of the Bullets, but you're also the interim coach of the NBL club thanks for joining us mate what's what's happened how's it played out yeah
7: there's a bit going on that's for sure (laughs) um I think I'm still the GM of basketball um (laughs) but now uh yeah just obviously the CEOs over in the States at the moment with the owners and they had a meeting yesterday and a decision was made to move on or mutually part ways with JD and um I guess they've got some mind in the fire with some NBA people over there and in the interim I'll step in and do what I can do.
2: Hey Sam, the, the thing that's really curious about it all this is just the timing. We've just come off a situation where we had the, the fever window and there was a lot of rumour that perhaps there, there was rumblings that there might be a change but uh, the timing of this, the, the circumstance around it just doesn't seem all that ideal.
7: Yeah, look, it's I I am the gym of basketball, but when we have an overseas ownership group, and I think that's their decision that they made from in the state. So this is, I guess, their decision ultimately. Um, Obviously, I can give my feedback on how the team was performing and and whatnot. But um, yeah, the timing, it's never easy to let go of a coach, I guess, um, and part ways. And I guess that's sort of why I've stepped in to try to um, lessen, I guess, the the, disruption because I do mm-hmm. know the players. I kind of recruited them. I think I know what style of play we need to play um, and hopefully I can help us do that really really, really
2: quickly. And Sam, is this one where you offered yourself up or did they uh, encourage you to do it? Because you normally think that your assistants perhaps with Peter Crawford and Greg Vanderjack, I think, and yes. uh, uh, you normally expect them to, to, to perhaps would be the first candidates in line. How was it with that relationship with the owner group, ownership group, that that you became the head coach?
7: Yeah, look, I um, uh, only yesterday I was with coach shooting and some stuff for the NBL and just chatting away, and um, so, so the decision was made overseas, and then it was pretty much this is an option for what we can do. Um, yeah. Greg is uh, never really coached uh, at a high level in PC. The same. I've probably got more coaching experience than head coaching, but I think all we need is a bit of direction, to be honest. Uh, yep. With the group we have, with the talent we have. Um, Drew, you know, it's like with fastball, if you've got the runs on the board, you can probably command respect mm. a lot quicker than others. Um, so I can have those pretty honest conversations with Aaron Baines and Nathan Sobey, all the way through to Maddie John. So mm. um, that's what I'm going to be doing, and, and as I said, trying to establish a really clear. Offensive style of play is the most important thing because defensively we're doing well, and um, I think Greg and Peter will do a really good job. We'll all do a really good job. I might have the interim head coach label, but we'll be doing it as a collective.
2: And Sam, with your experience, which is vast uh, as a player and outstanding, I might add as well, uh, do you have aspirations that this may be something that you would consider for the long term?
7: Never say never, mate. Um, it's basketball. I love been involved in basketball just in this environment um right now i've been told it's for next week and uh i'll find out a bit more about where the owners are at but if i do well um maybe it could be for further down the track but i'll probably take some advice off of you i know you got paid a hell of a lot when you coach the king so <laughs> no. i'll get you to do my negotiation um but uh, now nah, we'll see what happens mate yeah, seeking,
6: good luck. Uh, advice elsewhere for you, Sam. Uh, I'm interested, if it went, if if this decision, as you said, was made overseas, you know, sort of filtered back through you, have you had to bring the guys in sort of off the cuff and, and try and rally the troops and just explain, you know, these guys are professionals, they're adults, they want to know what's happening. Have you had to have those discussions uh, with the group as a whole? And also, you speak of Aaron Baines and... You know, Aaron's come back with the... wants to play for the Brisbane Bullets, but wants to get back to the NBA. This is not necessarily going to help that. So have you had to have those conversations already?
7: Yeah, first thing this morning, I uh, met with the group and just told them where I was at and what happened. And um, if you've got any questions, feel free to... Well, doors always open. But, yeah, just all you can do in this situation is be really honest with what's happened and how I'm going to try to be moving forward. And... Um, at the moment, it's very new to everyone. We go away at 9 o'clock tomorrow to New Zealand. Um, had a training session to get ready for. Um, everyone seemed to respond pretty well, which is, I guess, the natural kick you get out of a coaching change. And um, Early days yet, but everyone understands the situation.
4: And that's clearly what you want to get, right? You're only a couple of games out of the playoff games at the moment. Uh, you've got a couple of games in hand, Sam. So... As much as there will now, be a whole lot of planning for it, next season will be required um, to find out if it's not you, who it is going to be to head up the organisation. But what you want right now is a response immediately mm. that puts your team back into the playoff picture.
7: Without a doubt, with the plane as well this year, it's really excited for the NBL, and uh, with just that loss against can sort of hurt us because there's a few teams on five losses. We've now got six, so you got to hang around that 500 mark and we need to respond very quickly. So um, we got three games in eight days coming up. Uh, so we've got a few outs, unfortunately, which will be announced tomorrow, but um, we'll do the best we can do. And as long as we change just our style of play and we'll see some smiles and guys enjoying themselves, that's the main thing. And I think that'll generate wins itself. You can tell, yeah. us, you
4: can tell yeah. us now, if you like,
7: we'll, we'll, who, who won't be playing? Uh, no... Little oh, yeah. Harrison's has got a injury, so he's got a knee injury, which he's going to miss six to eight weeks, which is really disappointing. Um, yeah, that's a real big out for us, and just uh, one other guy might be might not be able to play on the weekend, so we'll be pretty small. Mm.
2: Sounds like there might oh, be so oh. a little bit of mystery if there's the sort of cryptic well, thing not really. Reading. If we're
7: going to be small, do yeah. It
2: yeah. the math, going to
6: be unavailable. What about, <laughs> uh, Sam,
4: what
2: about um, with your situation oh. in regards to the roster? Uh, is, is it one where the, the ownership group is still keen, even at this stage of the season, to, to make some roster changes as well?
7: Oh, we definitely are. Uh, letting go of or releasing Devondrick. We're still yep. trying to find that import. So we're definitely looking. We were really close to someone a week ago, but unfortunately pulled out sort of the morning of when we've kind of had gotten to the final stage. Um, mm. So we're all looking, and it's a bit of a tough market out there, but we've got our eyes on someone else at the minute. Um, if every hopefully can go to the plan with him, we might be able to have him here, I think, in a week or so's time. So but we'll see how we go. But we're definitely in market trying to... Um, Find a good big, I guess you could say. Good luck, Sam, mate.
4: Yeah, good luck, mate. All the very best. Thanks for coming on the show and, um, and talking us through what's been a, a pretty dramatic 24 hours.
7: No worries. Thanks, guys. Sam McKinnon, on, interim
4: coach of the Brisbane Bullets. They're going to be
6: short. on your slamming. Who do, you mm. going to to Who do you reckon the other tour? we got to get to the news. Who are you reckon the other tour bloke is it's not playing? Well, <laughs> the reluctance to say his name, I'd imagine it might be
4: mm. Mr. Baines. Baines?
2: And mm. hopefully it's just a... I don't. It could be Harry Froling I guess he's another big, but he wasn't necessarily mm. playing a lot. Have, was, a th- have, a th- have a think about it. Well, there's only the only two. Right. I think. Oh, there you go. Right Beany right.
4: or um, How's it? H. Let's get to the newsroom. It's twenty-five to five already.
2: You're gonna have to go through the list now.
4: Nice work, Stone Cold. Very nice indeed. Everybody putting Bob their edits. Bob Everybody's Great
2: putting tune.
6: together. There
5: it is. Bob Seger. More worthy.
4: Everybody's putting together their KFC Supercoach BBL team. Everyone. Super, everybody. Everyone. Supercoach.com.au. It is time to play Australia's best fantasy cricket game. And when we need a little steer, uh, we go to El Pate, who is the guru. Whether mm-hmm. it be AFL or BBL, All he is... When it comes to Supercoach, mm-hmm. no one knows more about...
2: on. Certainly on the fringes and around the edges. He's got the secret little algorithms that just seem to get the job done.
4: Al, lovely to have you with us uh, on this Friday afternoon. Uh, Mark Guptill, we've had him on the show earlier. Big, tall, straight-hitting New Zealander. Uh, What sort of impact do you think he might be able to have at the Renegades this season?
1: Oh, I think he could have a very big impact. I just uh, looked him up just before and the the, uh, Supercoach HQ has been wearing in motion today, and he's already in the game, so you can't go in and pick him in your team. Um, and he comes in at $160,000 uh, flat, which I think mm. is a pretty good price Bargain. for New Zealand's all-time leading t 20 yep. run scorer.
2: I agree, mm. that is a good price. Yeah. Hey, well, while we're talking about the internationals, international players, which one do we need in our yeah. Super Coach team, please? Well, there's, there's plenty. There's
1: a really good sprinkling uh, throughout the comp. I mean, if we stick with the New Zealanders, we've got Trent Bolt in the stars, who they picked up in the draft, nice. he's 180k, so a little more expensive, but I uh, like him for the uh, the Stars' uh, double in the in the opening round. And um, how about this one? He's just uh, signed in this week as well. Now, I hope I get this right, but uh, by Rookie is it, at the uh, Sydney Thunder? Um oh, close, yeah. That's good. Uh, Danny Quick, um, who has signed on. Now, the Thunder also has a double in the opening round, so we definitely want to get a few of those guys in our teams. And He's only 105k. Uh, took two for 29 against Australia in the T20 World Cup, and looking back at uh, the Asia Cup T20 comp uh, earlier this year, took three for 11 against Sri Lanka. So uh, I think he's got a pretty mean Yorker and uh, sort of guy. You know, if you've got bowlers who come on at the death and you know bowl those last over or two, you can really um, snag a few wickets at, at that time of the innings. So there's the sort of guys we want to be looking at for sure,
4: particularly if a couple of those blokes can uh, latch onto a couple late in an innings. If they, if they have to come in and face their five or six balls. Get a couple of these blokes who are renowned boundary hitters, and if they can add that to their bowling repertoire, they just become ever so much more valuable of course they in do. a yes. super coach-type perspective, Al. Yeah. Um, you're a beautiful. Well, I mean... you're
1: oh, I'll just throw one quick name at you, Shadab Khan. Uh, obviously, beautiful. superstar at the T20 World Cup. Exactly the kind of guy you're talking about, spin bowler, but um, you know, smashed that uh, 50 off 22 deliveries against South Africa. So that really racks up the super coach points. Super work, Al. Have a great
4: weekend, mate. We'll speak to you next week, Al Payton. From uh, news, of course, Supercoach BBL is back, supercoach.com.au. Uh, magnificent, our JJ, who's just got to nick out and do some uh, moonlighting just for the time yeah, being. He does. Uh, Lawn Hub, all of our callers today, thanks to Lawn Hub, real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub Fertiliser. One man who has got a green thumb, I'm told, very good in the garden. Who's that? Andy Interrelgan. Oh, right. And it wouldn't be a Friday without him. How are you, Andos?
0: Yeah, okay, Andy. gay, okay. Gazy. How are you both today? Do, yeah, you know going your, well, Andy. Do you know,
4: your, do you do you know your way around the garden, Andy? You good with the, you know, know, knowing when to sort of you know hedge your thing and clip the roses and all that sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, I try my best, mate. I mostly mowed me lawn, mostly when they need be do, be doing.
2: Yes. Well, nice weather. There's a bad. lot of that to be done, yep. to Andy, well, with wait. all this rain. And just watch the grass grow at the moment. I don't think it's physically see it grow.
4: You can actually sit there and I watch think it grow. You can. Yeah, we don't even need to have the. No. S- just watch it. It grows. Andy, <laughs> uh, have you got a question for Gazy this Friday afternoon, please? Oh, well, and
2: you?
0: No, for you. Yes, I do got you a question, Gazy. Before my question, I'd like to say this. Yes. yes, please. All the best and good luck to the Brisbane and the Melbourne <laughs> AFLW yeah. teams this weekend's grand final. I hope yeah. the best team wins. Here,
4: here, Emma Carney's going to join us after the 5 o'clock news to have a chat about a whole lot of stuff. But we'll get her Break thoughts on the AFLW mm-hmm. Grand Final when she joins us.
2: Yes. Uh,
0: anyway, my question this afternoon is, <laughs>
5: hmm?
0: see the AFL National Draft is is on next Monday, Tuesday night, on the 28th, 29th November. Yes. Name me, five AFL players, top 10 picks, never made to the grade. Oh, gee
2: whiz. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a very negative oh, way go, we're going about it, I could here, Just Andy. go
4: through my own club, and mm. uh, we've got a uh, we've got a roll call of a few that yes. make it. Mm. I'll up. tell you, there was a kid that we picked up from uh I don't I like reckon this. He came out of Bendigo. No, I don't like it either. Oh, it's a it is a bit negative, Andy. But there was a kid called Murray Vance who I had very high hopes for. Truth. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> true. Yep. Uh, but he just never grasped the nettle at AFL level. Yeah. He, mm. uh, he was a country born. I think he liked. Uh, you know, he liked. Just like living his life, a bit uh, too much to, <laughs> to necessarily right. commit to the levels required Jay. to uh, make the most of it, Keefe. Mm, so yeah. maybe, maybe Andy, rather than us, uh, answer that question because uh, you've caught us a bit on the hop. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Send them through oh. on the temper text, and Keefe can read them out. Oh no, no. no top
2: ten picks. JJ will be reading Who, those for one out.
4: reason or another, didn't make it. Didn't live up mm. to the expectations that were. Uh, you know, that people were hoping to uh, have them uh, reach. So, mm. Andy, have you got one or two that you want to throw into the mix before we let you go? Uh,
0: who I like to say um,
4: Soddy Goverton from Essendon. Oh, yeah, well, he, the, knee, yeah, the back got the better of him, didn't he? he was going to be a very good player. And, mm. See, there you go. Sometimes it's not necessarily they just weren't good enough. Sometimes, Keefy, it's because their body, that's exactly right. Mm. Um, no, it's no, true. very good call from you, Andy. Uh, you go and have a magnificent weekend and uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with you again next Friday afternoon. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Lines are open. We've got a uh, bit of time before we have to get to the break. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The forty winks attempt at I found want, this. Um... If you want to take on uh, Andy's question? The top ten has mm. never made it for whatever, but particular reason. What have you found? Oh, I just question,
2: quickly Googled it, yeah. and um, it does seem as you're talking about with your lad, that, yeah, um, Vance, that yeah. perhaps. Got caught up in some of the no, off-field. he
4: just no, not 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 just, caught, nothing, no, toward, nothing wrong. No just, no, just
2: perhaps the discipline wasn't no, it just there. Just wasn't
4: a hundred percent locked in mm. commitment required. You know.
2: Well, the first thing that pops up on this little uh, report that I've got is a similar situation. Now, again, I don't like reading these things out, but I guess I have to now. <laughs> what don't do
4: you I? do now? You, you've started
2: and and tell me if uh, if this is off the mark, Caden Beatham. Back in 1999.
4: I'm a very good friend of the Beetham family. But again, he was a very, very talented footballer.
2: He's actually fourth in disposals back in 2001. Magnificent player. One, I think it was.
4: No, no, no. Underage footballer. Powerful dynamic and...
2: (sighs) Match-breaking
4: ferocity around the contest. All of that. Breakaway speed. Thumping kick. And St Kilda supporters... There's one that just never Well, in quite... this
2: report on, online, it says his career can be summed up by discipline problems, problems around oh, okay. well, motivation. Yeah, there's a, uh, heap,
4: there's a heap coming through off the, uh, off, mm. the, off the temper text if you want to read them out.
2: I don't. Well, go on. No, I don't. All <laughs> right. I do not want to read Well, them people
4: out. are prepared to play the game, so why don't you read them oh. out? You're, you're the king of the temper text.
2: Well, these aren't my views. It's Andy views. asked the question, A lot of them are coming. A lot of Get feedback. A lot of
4: feedback. Go on, just Jeez. read a couple of names out and I'll, All
2: I'll, right. I'll, be,
4: the, I'll be the judge.
2: Bo Dowler?
4: Well, yeah, had the um, car accident. Mm. So, hip and uh, the hip was out and. Broke his leg, I think, so yeah, go and, on. And
2: the famous one, uh, Richard Tamling, and that was more oh, yeah. positionally... Well,
4: that was, yeah, that was just because of who, Where should, he who, went. Could, who could have been taken instead of him, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mitch Thorpe, uh, that's oh, a yeah. hawk, I that think. That was another hawk, yeah. Yes. No, no,
4: he just ne- never quite came A Tasmanian, uh, I
2: think. I really don't want to do this, <laughs> Righto, you so don't let's have just... To. Um, you don't have to do it. Mm. I, I
4: can I can sense your, your lack of comfort doing this.
2: David Trotter, someone's come up Yeah, with.
4: North Melbourne. Hey, <coughs> are you... I wouldn't know. Are you hopeful mm. are you t- tell me put the right word on it Sunday Saturday night I think it's 9pm Australia mm. v Tunisia yes what are you, what are you thinking uh Cru- crucial game this no the way that our, the way our group is is, mm. is situated after the first group matches mm. as much as we wanted to you know have a result against France yes it's actually worked out quite well for us if
2: wow no it has that's glass half full well, absolutely mm.
4: no it has though mm. So, this is as big a game as, well, as we're going to have.
2: If we get the win and provided France do the right thing. Against Denmark. Against Denmark. But here's the thing, I mean, we have to do the right thing
4: against Denmark and France has to do the right thing against Tunisia. And and,
2: and that's true. You can come up with those hypotheticals. No, well, how unlikely. No, but hang on, Andy. Denmark, in the qualifying, beat France twice. I know. Now, what I saw of our performance against France, again, like Peter Fitzsimons, to the untrained eye. To the untrained eye... They were quite a few levels above our. So I understand. List. You reckon? Quite give me, a few. Give
4: me, I, you, you, so I don't need all of that. Mm. I just want to know how you're feeling about going in against Tunisia.
2: Not great because right. Tunisia drew with Denmark. Correct. Mm. So and you, you put that. Well, Denmark's beaten France, and you sort of do those oh, little um, equations. Yeah, yeah. But but it's a it's a it's a funny game, soccer. Give me your thoughts. It's all over, boys. No, don't be like that. We're just not that good. Well, it'd be the first time we won a game, I think, at World Cup level since 2010. Well, no more. Is it 2010? Our World Cup record's not
4: great.
6: No, it's not great at all. Well, in the words of of Simon Hill, we're lucky to qualify. We do well to qualify. He said it's a miracle we qualify. Mm. And we only qualify each and every uh, time lately because they changed it around, yeah? We go through Asia instead of going through South America. Yeah, but well, we, we used to go through. We used to go through South America and get our tails kicked. Oh, not not um, back in
2: '74. We to get the job done. <laughs> Fifteen to. years before I was even and thought then, of,
4: and then, and then it was a twenty-eight year hiatus. There was a bit of a Thirty-two year hiatus. Some
2: heartbreaking uh, wins, uh, losses along the journey, though. Mate, so oh, so turn so you up you're, at you're, the you're, MCG.
4: You're, I was there. So we're and caulked, then old
2: mate man. Streaker, whatever he does, Peter, Peter, Hall, Hall Peter Hall comes in and just wrecks it. So for we're us. cooked.
4: You, we're you not going to get a result we against Tunisia.
2: Are stuffed. You, no, no, no. You, what not.
4: do you think? Oh, on, no, give me, give me a number. Give me a number. What's
2: One, happening? One nil. Socceroos. Socceroos. Who scores? Oh.
4: <laughs> Who scores for
2: us? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look quick. Get on Google. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> well, like, go, go back to. Our man Goodwin had just slotted oh, one oh, in very second, nice. second Oh, second.
4: Nice. All our FIFA World Cup updates for Kraken. Trade crypto with one of the world's most secure exchanges. Get in the game, kraken.com. Uh, and, of course, if you are thinking about watching any of the FIFA 2022 World Cup, mad if you don't come down to the Kioba Hotel. Live, open, friendly, everything you need, super screens, all the hospitality, FIFA World Cup. This is your destination, mm. the Kielba Hotel. It's a beautiful joint. He's gone. JJ is uh, still in the house. We're down at the Kielba Hotel. Honestly, if you, they've done a big reno down here at the sports bar. It's spectacular. All these incredible screens are uh, available to you if you're coming down here. And if you are in the um, have a mind to get get around some other football fans and come and celebrate the World Cup together, uh, this is a fantastic place to do it at the Kielba. All the games are going to be live. The pub's going to be open. Uh, and they will be able to serve you every need while you're watching um, the 2022 World Cup. Uh, away from all of that, Emma Carney, we got an AFLW Grand Final on this weekend and Emma Carney would like to be playing it. She oh, knows yeah. what it's like to be part of the biggest game of AFLW season. Not since wearing in the blue and white stripes, Emma. It must be a frustration for you. You're such a good footy team and it must be hard for you to um, not be there as we welcome you to the show.
3: Yeah, thanks, Josh and Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're right. It is um, somewhat disappointing that we're, we're not going to be playing in the big dance on Sunday. But, look, it's, you know, I, I think the growth that our, our list has shown throughout the year, we've had eight debutants. So um, it, we've put this in really good stead come season 2023. 20, but, yeah, clearly disappointing the way we, our season ended.
4: So the four teams came in this year. I was just looking at that team that you played in back in 2018. I think it was when you won the flag with the Western Bulldogs. The player movement, M, since then has been remarkable. Like, it's staggering. And we went through a new wave of it this year with the four new teams coming in. Will we see some stabilisation now? Do Do you think that that will just calm down? There'll still be players moving here and there. But will we get some relative peace in that regard from now on, do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I think now that eight, all the 18 teams are in, we will have some stability, which is what the fans want. I mean, Andy, you, you know firsthand being at Carlton, the, the players that you've let, lost and what that does to the supporters it's, its quite disappointing. So now that 18 are all in, it should be dissimilar similar to the men's where you have some trades here and there come season end, but overall um, pretty stable otherwise.
6: Yep. Hey, uh, yeah, Josh Jenkins here. Well done on the season, both individually and as a team. It's often you know, reflected upon. I think we do a poor job as an industry, uh, you know, highlighting only the grand final yeah, winner and not point. the teams who have a great season. So well done on that. But I'm interested. What will? What's? Which emotion will win out? The the uh, the jealousy of not being there and the inability to watch a grand final, or the enthusiasm to see who wins it all on Saturday on Sunday? Excuse me.
3: Um. Oh, look, I reckon it's a bit of enthusiasm. Uh, first game being played in, in Brisbane in the grand finals. Uh, first game actually ever on for that facility, brand-new facility up there. So it's, it's really exciting for, for Brisbane. And, you know, potentially Daisy Pierce's last game, she's been an absolute stalwart from day dot in women's hoodie. And if she can win it with a premiership, just like Jell would finish his career, it'd be uh, very fitting.
6: It's uh, it's going to be uh, great to see the the new facility uh, in yep, action and yep. getting exposed to the biggest game of the AFLW season. But is it ideal for both teams, Emma, to have to participate in such a big game when it's likely to be 32 or 33 Tough degrees? 2.40pm. Is that is that ideal or is that probably... You know, could the AFL and the AFLW have done something a bit better in that space?
3: Oh, it's... It's not ideal. I mean, to be honest, though we we were so used to playing in those conditions yeah. the last six seasons, you know, playing in the middle of summer. It's gonna suit Brisbane clearly more so than, than Melbourne. We you know what Melbourne's been like for the last few yes. months, it's been freezing down here. So it'll be a shock to the system and no doubt the Peague will play a big factor in, in this game. But um I actually think you know, Brisbane are gonna be licking their lips thinking this is gonna be perfect for us. They're a fit side, so they won't have
4: any issues with the heat. Emma, you, you mentioned, you know, Daisy's place in the game and, and, and you know, it's absolutely fair that you do. Um, yours is equally as profound. Can, well, how significant is the rivalry between you two? I mean, prior to the AFLW, you are at you're at the Muggers and she was at the Falks and Daraburn and, you know, you were the powerhouses of the women's game here in Victoria. How, how far back does your memory of each other go and, and, and how intense is the rivalry within, the individual rivalry within the team's sort of rivalry?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known Days for, I don't know, about 12 years um, when I was a young player coming through the system and probably I didn't actually realise who, who she was. I wasn't really familiar with any of the, the great players of the game at that time and, um, yeah, it wasn't until I played my first season that I knew how significant of a player she, she was and yeah. you know that she's probably been on a few more receiving ends of wins compared to, to me unfortunately but <laughs> yeah. um certainly certainly I, I do enjoy playing playing against her she's a very smart player and she really challenges you to play your best and um she's continuing to do that even into her later stages of career but um Certainly, I'm, I'm a competitive beast. I, I don't like losing too much. So I try my best to, you know, if we don't win as a team, I try to at least uh, win my
6: one-on-one battles with on us. Uh, Emma, how have you found the season, or the two seasons, back-to-back basically, how how are you feeling at, at this point uh, in the year? Of course, you'd love to be able to get the body up for one more game on, on, on the weekend. But how are you feeling, and, and generally, how are a lot of your teammates and a, a lot of the uh, girls that you speak to along the journey, how are you feeling after sort of, you know, having to back up quickly and play a second season in quick succession, and and what do you think that'll mean for, for, for girls uh, and the VFLW season, which will you know come around quick enough it in itself?
3: Yeah, it's. Um, I think physically most of the girls have come out all right. I think it's more the mental side. Most of the girls are either studying or working full time, so that mental load of having to take more time off work or just trying to juggle. their their work commitments with their footy commitments and you know late night not getting much sleep that obviously has a big impact on your recovery so I think for the players it's it's a really good time of year to be playing because now that we can reset and have a a decent break over summer we haven't been able to do that the last six years given our seasons usually in summer so typically we've got a, a week over the Christmas break and then straight back into training so it's, it's nice it's, it's great for the staff city the staff as well they get a proper break and a mentally refresh um come into next season but it's it's a long off season so um yeah it, it'll just mean that girls are just going to be ticking their legs over come into another pre-season in in june talking to
4: emma carney from the kangas it's not going to be the case for you, though, is it, Emma? You, you're doing some work with the men's program down there at Arden Street. When, What does that look like? What's the job and, and what what are your time commitments down at the footy club going to be
5: like?
3: Yeah, so I'm working full-time down there. I started on Monday. Um, so working in the development team there, so looking after the one to 3 year players, just sort of getting them set up, you know, further education of game plan, but also that off-field staff, so um, helping them with, you know, education outside of their careers, looking at what was there, apart from footy, that they can be focusing their, their time on. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, you know, with Brett Ratton that's just started as well, and Alistair Carson, I've got plenty of people uh-huh. to be leaning on as, um, as mentors, though I'm very in a very fortunate position that I've got some great role models to, to learn from.
6: Is there anything that you you pick up that's a stark difference or in stark contrast to what you see and what you experience when you're playing and when you are doing your thing? Is there anything that's, that's still in the men's program that you see is, is a stark contrast and something you'd, you'd want to take back when you go and play next season?
3: Um, no, not, not really. There are a lot of similarities, even sort of the, the game styles. Is, is quite similar. Um, I suppose the, the main difference is just the intensity that some of the boys train at. It's um, quite really pleasing to, to watch, actually. So um, that's probably something that I'll try to take into our season. But, I mean, just learning from Sparko, his attention to detail is something I've never seen before. And just picking up little bits and pieces that he tells the boys is um, quite incredible to listen to so that's something that I can even as a player can help educate our younger players on our list.
6: Well you have a, a game day role as such we've got Daisy Pearce coming to join okay, us yeah, at the absolutely. Cats uh, once her season concludes will you have a game day role or will you, you know, I know a lot of the development coaches sit in the crowd with or sit in a box with the young players and, and sort of watch the game a little bit more forensically do you know what it looks like for you in that, uh, in that area or that, that aspect yet?
3: Yeah, no, I deliberately, when I took on the role, I deliberately didn't accept a game day role, just purely based on our pre-season starting in sort of June, and we, we have a lot of weekend training sessions, so my ability to be able to commit to both uh, might have been a bit limited. So, uh, no, it'll be just mostly throughout the week helping review the, the tapes with some of the younger boys. Uh, I might do some VFL. Staff as well um, under Tom Lynch and Gavin Brown down at the club there. So working with those guys just to help support those younger boys that aren't um, yet getting games on the senior list.
4: And is it is this the path that you're committed to, and once your playing days are finished?
3: Look, I I think so. Look, when I was younger, I didn't really envision myself as, as a coach, but. As you sort of getting a little bit older, and you realise that, that you know you can't be playing forever, you sort of look at different ways to stay in the game. And I've been an educator for a number of years, and uh, it really translates well into coaching. And it's something that I've um, really started to develop as I've worked with some of our younger girls on our list. So uh, it's something that I'll be really trying to pursue post uh, footy career, but but hopefully that's not for another. Two or three
4: years yet, Andy. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're, <laughs> no, you've got a bit of footy left in your legs, Emma Carney. There's no doubt about that, particularly, you know, when we look at what you've done individually this yes. year. Which, I mean, your record is... No stopping. It's emergent and it's, it's ridiculous, really. Seven years, seven All-Australian gongs. I mean, um, you clearly set yourself an incredibly high standard that you meet year in, year out. Is that is that kind of the benchmark that that one of the individual benchmarks you put in front of yourself going into a season that you want to meet? That you, at the end of the year, that elite team, the team of the year, you, you want to be part of that?
3: Um, oh, no doubt you, you do want to be a part of it, but I think for me it's always always just striving to get better. Um, i just I always look back on vision of my, my own games and I just think, oh geez, I could have been doing so much yeah, right. more. So it's yep. always just always looking for areas to improve, and just I, I, I suppose my motivation has always just been to get better. Whether it's in my fitness, whether it's particular um, running patterns, whatever it is, um, I'm, I'm willing to sort of improve. Um, I want to leave the game knowing that I've done absolutely everything I possibly could to get everything out of myself, and and that's what uh, drives me. But I think for me also, it's about Um, the mental application and I've done a lot of work with our um, performance side to get myself into the right frame of mind um, going into games. There there are points where I doubt my own ability, whether I can still play at that level, Um, particularly going into a new position and and whether I can play that, but um, working really closely with, with them to make sure that I'm performing at my best and I've got the right mindset going into games has certainly helped me.
6: Well, Amy, if it's you awesome. have any too many doubts, just go and uh, have a look in the closet and have a look at the seven all-Australian <laughs> players that you've got. And that <laughs> so should, should, like, should quickly I remind you, you. That, going, okay. that you've got yeah. them covered. Uh, I'm interested, you go, so yeah. you go from uh, season to season into your role with the AFL uh, men's side and then into another pre-season. Are you going to get a chance? Is there a little Christmas break? Is there some sort of spell that you can have just to so, try and refresh your, your mind as much as anything?
3: Yeah, yeah we've got three weeks over over the crisp break so I'll, I'll certainly enjoy that with um, since this week I've started my first week we've had a, a couple of wars nights um, mm-hmm. yes, so <laughs> yes.
4: Of, uh,
3: it's been it's been a tough initiation but I'm uh, I'm surviving the week that's for sure who
4: wins on Sunday him?
3: I think Brisbane just given it's up there just and they're yeah. used to the heat I reckon.
4: Uh, well, it's going to be a great game. They, they, I know you'd like to think that you know you were the equal to them, but for most of us, they were the two benchmarks throughout the season um, and, they, and they've proven to be the last two standing. So better luck next year. Uh, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the, yep, the individual well season that you put together again. You're a credit to your footy club and, and, and the game in general. So thanks for joining us and um, let's all enjoy the AFLW Grand Final Weekend together. Thanks for your time. Yeah, no a problem.
3: Thanks for having me,
4: boys. Good on you, Emma Carney, and they're lucky to have her down at the Footy Club. Uh, she's going to be doing a lot of good work down there in both the women's and the men's program. I'll take your pen too, Ken. There you go, Keith. Ken. Oh, back to the show. Kenny's just knock nicked over, and he's <laughs> got, got <laughs> JJ to give him a uh, an autograph. Well, actually, I forgot it, it, we're on it. By the way, Brett from St Albans, he's one chaos. of the greats. All the one best. What is chaos?
6: F- it's front bar host, Annie Mar. One of the all-time
4: says. greats. Uh, Brett from St Albans has uh, come down to say good day. So. Uh, it's just a joy when you come out to these OBs. You get to meet some of the regulars, and it's a lovely thing. We're at the Kielba Hotel, uh, the home of your 2022 FIFA World Cup. The doors are open every game live on their mega screens, Bridget. and they've revamped oh, vander- the whole sports bar down here, and it's absolutely spectacular. What have you done?
6: I have gone through the napkin.
4: Oh, no. Andy's on the road, one of our other uh, regulars and one of our other faves. Uh, he's jumped on line. We're just about done and dusted here. Fire away, Andy. Where are you guys? There we go, well, how are you? What's that?
1: No, I said, where are you guys?
4: Oh, we're at the Kielba Hotel.
1: Oh, that's not far from my old stomping ground. Very Which nice, is where? Uh, Should've
6: called in, I want to give you a voucher. Yeah, Josh is uh, handed out vouchers. Down, 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 down way, and then I was just,
1: uh, I just passed the Calder and yeah, uh, hey, oh, I would've popped down.
4: Oh, that's disappointing. Go you could on have on met it, Brett it, it, from it, it. St. Albans. You're two of our absolute favourites. Well, turn the automobile around either. and come on in. No, we're only here for another four minutes, so uh, you probably missed the boat. Um, what's going on? Oh, nice weather for once in Melbourne, right. but this world, this, this world Cup, very, very open. So, right here, right now, based on what you've seen, who's winning it?
1: I'm going to say it's going to be a Brazil England final. Um, the French won't win it. Their midfield nah, is nah. the bunt Yep, of plotters,
4: yep. A bunch they'll too many goals. They'll uh, get too many goals scored against them. The French. The good teams will score correct. on France. Yep.
1: Correct. Belgium looks to have missed that's the silly. boat. Um, Argentina maybe just look um, one. Spain. What about the what about the, Spa-
4: the Spaniards? Espanola.
1: Uh, Good Spaniards will have a lot of the ball, but whether they've got that true number nine, that'll be interesting to score the goals. Croatia's rebuilding. I don't uh, need you look.
4: Don't, don't go through every team for it. Don't go through every team. Just just see who's going to win it. You, give me a tip. Brazil. Right Oh, there
6: you go. Tip the favourites. Brave, yeah, very brave of you, yeah, Andy. No,
4: well, he's gone through every club and said it's wide open. Every country said it's wide open and then he's gone and tipped the favourites on us. <laughs> hey, for, for being a regular and uh, being a good fella, uh, we're going to give you the... last caller. Zamb- the
6: last callie, the Zamb-
4: Well, it is the last caller of the day. The Zambrero merch pack. Uh, it's happy, happy Friday. Zambrero's got the best burritos in town. Not only burritos... The full range of Mexican at Zambrero is yeah. very, very strong.
6: I'm really warm to uh, Mexican. Delicious.
4: You have or you haven't? No, I have, yes. Yeah, that's no, very strong. Very strong indeed. You're looking
6: for a voucher? <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's just, so Jenkins has started giving out vouchers We're supposed to be giving. I've well, been told to give them out. Now he, now he's got to There he, you go, Chief. He's like the flame, and everyone's like a moth. They've just come straight I'm to the I'm just
6: kidding. You know, you know how they do that? In the yeah, nice are just going to start yeah, doing no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, The sporting flames up next with Simon O'Donnell and Julian King. Oh, Scooby Doo! Well, he upset Justin Langer. Did he? Justin Langer absolutely. So he's responded on Channel Seven after a bit of the commentary around uh, he and he's a fiery character. He is. He is. And he and without saying Simon's name, he directly responded to what Simon O'Donnell had to say with Sammy Edmund on ESPN Britney the other morning. So. He, you know what? Stick the horse racing scoop. No, 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 no. When, he, when Simon O'Donnell speaks, oh. people listen. That is the truth. Please,
6: no one listens.
4: That is the truth, and you get the opportunity to hear him
6: straight after us tonight. And, you have a great weekend. At 8am and the odds couple Simon, Simon O'Donnell, O'Donnell, David Taggart, Josh Jenkins. All of your best. Have a great weekend. And bye for Do now. Who wants to